know, what what are you willing to sacrifice? And that's the word, you know, that's the word that people don't like to hear is sacrifice, right? We all work so hard for the things that we have, but are you willing to sacrifice those things for your goals? So first we need to look at your goals and understand your why behind these goals. If your goals are big enough and your why is even bigger, then you will be willing to sacrifice anything for that, right? Hello, and thank you for joining us on Posh Talks Podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Women Living Intentional, a group created for those who are looking and ready to live in purpose. Now over to your host, Tayani Tellis. Hello, and welcome to Posh Talks Podcast, where living intentional consists of high vibes and posh lifestyles. I'm your host, Tayani Tellis, and today's episode is the Millennial Money Maven Tax and Wealth Strategy. Now, before we get into today's episode, this podcast is sponsored by Intentional Investments. The Profit Blueprint registration is now open, guys. If you're a current business owner seeking assistance with making money every day or exceeding your revenue goals for your business, registration is now open for the Profit Blueprint. During this two-day training, you will learn how to set your business up for success, learn tactics to profit off your clients' pain points, and create a convertible funnel to keep your clients purchasing and sending you referrals. This training is now open to the first 10 people, and you can secure your spot today by visiting www.intentionallyposh.com. Now, Nick states, money is my thing. I like to help people understand how to make it work for them by uncovering your emotional attachments to it and create a plan for it. Hello, Nick, and welcome to the episode today. I'm super excited about having you and you share your wealth, your knowledge about all things financial. How are you? Hey, Tiani, I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited and humbled to be here. Yes, yes. So before we even get started or into today's episode, can you just tell us a little bit more about yourself and your journey into the money world? Yes, so my journey into the money world, that's interesting. Um, So my best friend and I, we have a joke that um, for some reason, even as a child, I was just that kid in school, like elementary school, that just always had money. Um, And we would go to the store after school. I'd buy everybody snacks and stuff. So money has just been, money has been me since, you know, I can remember. But um, my professional journey in money um, started when I was 19. Well, actually even before that, I guess when I was 18, my first job, um, I worked for a bank. Um, That was my first job. Okay, and I mean, like, so even with that, like, with your first job being in the financial world, how was that, like, carried into, like, your entrepreneurial journey? Yes, I'm so sorry. I had a little technical difficulty there. That's why I had gotten stopped. But, yes, so my first job, I worked for um, a bank. Um, My second job, I went into investment consulting, and I thought that this job was literally going to be – um, just a little summer job that I was going to do because my plan was to go and stay on campus at college. 
unbeknownst to me, my manager wanted to hire me full time and and offer me a permanent job right before the semester started. And so I had to make a decision on if I was going to go and stay on campus or if I was just going to stay at home and then commute to college. So um, given the opportunity, um, so I was working for Merrill Lynch at the time, and, you know, I was going to school for finance. So it was like a no-brainer to accept the role. And then I also had responsibilities at home, so it was just perfect, you know, for my, uh, for my personal life as well. Um, so I took that job. My manager was super flexible. He allowed me to work from home sometimes. He allowed me to, you know, work early um, or work late if I needed to, you know, finish up some things or I had an early class that day because maybe, you know, only that class was offered in the morning for a certain semester. So he was super flexible with me, and that, that's really where um, my professional career started. Um, so during that time, I also was going to college, and I went to do my first tax return on my own, right? Like as an adult, I went to go and file my own taxes. So, you know, naturally, just like anybody would do, I went to the nearest tax office that was right across the street from my apartment, walked over there, got my taxes done, and they charged me about $500 to do my taxes. And I'm like, well, wait, why am I paying them $500 when I'm also paying college, you know, all of this money to learn how to do these things, and I work in the finance industry. Like, I'm sure I can learn how to do this. So that literally was a seed that was planted in my brain um, to get me thinking and researching about how do I start a tax business. Yes, yes. I just love it. And I love how your journey was kind of consistent into the financial world, which is, like like I'm saying, there's nothing wrong with venturing off and trying new things, but it seems like everything kind of leveraged off of one thing for you, and you found, like, your niche and what you were good at. Well, yeah. I mean, I always thought as a kid that I was going to be a doctor, but business, just, business and finance just came so naturally and so easy for me. Um, so that's where I, you know, that's where I kind of just gave all of my energy to. Um, thankfully, in that same year that I was thinking about starting a tax business, I found out that my aunt was moving back from Texas to my hometown, and she was opening up an office. And oh, wow. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I can come in and help you start your business, and I can learn some things that I want to start me a business the next year. So that's, you know, that's exactly what I did. I went and worked with my aunt, helped support her and her business and learned so much, like learned what I wanted to do in my business, what I didn't want to do in my business, um, you know, and really just allowed me to understand how the business worked without having to take on all of that risk in my first year. Yeah, definitely. I agree. Now, I know you mentioned you help people understand how to make money work for them by uncovering emotional attachments. What has been, like, one of the hardest things you have seen for your clients when it comes to money? Oh, that's a great question. So I think that what most people – I think most people don't even know that they have an emotional attachment to money. And that is, you know, my my number one call to action for anybody is to look at your patterns, look at your spending patterns, and try to align that with the way that you feel. Um, so this is this is just a simple um, exercise, you know, that I go through with people that have a job, get paid on a normal schedule. It's a little different for people, you know, for entrepreneurs because we don't have a schedule income, but when you work a job and you're getting your paycheck every two weeks, 
um, here are some of the things that people tell themselves in their mind that affect their emotions um, to money. So people will say, okay, well, Friday's payday. I've been working all week or I worked overtime last week and I'm going to have a big check this month, you know, or this week, this pay period, I'm going to have a big check. So I'm going to treat myself. That is an emotional attachment to money. And what that does for you emotionally is it makes you feel like you have given up something, a.k.a. your time. So you've given up your time, extra time, to do the overtime. You've given up your time to work for the past 40 hours, 80 hours over the last pay schedule, and now you have to reward yourself, right? So this is the mindset of probably 90% of people that have jobs, right? I've been working for two weeks. I get paid on Friday. It's time to treat myself. Um, and most people will treat themselves before they go and pay bills. Um, and, you know, that, that, that's just disastrous. So a, one way to unwind that mindset, and this is what I tell my clients all the time, is budget and plan in your self-care, right? So if you like to get your nails done, you like to, you know, you know that once a month, at least once a month you need to go hang out with your girl, start a budget for it. Budget in an extra $80 a month, $150 a month, whatever your budget is, have that in your budget ahead of time, and if you don't use it, great. Then you can just stash that money and it will be savings. But when you're operating from a lack standpoint of, oh, my gosh, I just worked for the last two weeks and now I'm getting paid, you are literally repelling any abundance that can come in your life. So. The way that you unwind that mindset is by having a plan, a.k.a. your budget. Your budget is going to be your money plan. So having your money plan and then always defaulting back to that plan no matter the emotions, right? And so I just mentioned if people are sad. Now, we also have the same thing that happens when people are happy. Oh, my gosh, I just got a new job. Let's go celebrate. Now we're out spending $200 at the restaurant because we're celebrating whatever just happened in our life. So these are emotions that are attached to money and they are detrimental to, you know, your budget and your plan because, for number one, most people don't have a plan. And when you don't have a, you know, we all know that a failure to plan is a plan to fail. So if you don't have a a plan for your money, it's literally just going out the window. And, you know, I know a lot of people that make great money and then, you know, look at their bank accounts and have nothing to show for it. So being able to spot, how you react to money coming in and money going out is going to help you um, identify how you should structure your plan, a.k.a. your budget. I love that because I know personally I was just sitting here thinking while you were talking, like, um, and I'm pretty sure you've been in the same situation where it's like we don't realize the emotional attachments that we have to money until we really listen to ourselves. Because a lot of the time it's a lot of programming from how we were raised and, you know, how um, our parents dealt with money or how we see money as being viewed. And it's like we create, like, this world around money. So I'm glad that you mentioned, like, the emotional attachment is what kind of drives us to certain things that we do, like the reward, because that was my biggest thing for a long time is like, you know, oh, I just worked hard all week. I'm going to reward myself. And it's like, 
okay, should you have to wait to the end to reward yourself or, like you said, factor that into your lifestyle? So I really, really love that. Now, I know you provide a range of services through your company, Opulence Financials. Can you run us through some of your services and benefits um, through your company? Absolutely. And I did just want to make this point because uh, something you said just brought it to my attention is, you know, everything that you know today is not your fault, right? But we have to right. take responsibility for where we're going in the future. So all of the ideas and rules and, you know, thoughts that you have about money, those are all learned from the past, and you have had no control over that. But as an adult, you have to accept that responsibility and take control with your budget. So I just wanted to make that point before I get into the services. But, yes, um, excuse me, um, I own Opulence Financial Group. I'm the president and CEO. Um, we have licensed CPA on our staff as well as licensed life, health, and PNC agents. Um, and what we do, uh, well, we, we have a gamut of services, um, all financial services, but um, my business started as a tax business. So started just uh, preparing taxes for folks. Um, that evolved into providing accounting and operations management for businesses. So it's going to be like your bookkeeping, your QuickBooks, um, operational reporting, so if you want to know your profit and loss, your balance sheet, those kind of things, um, that's what my CPA would handle as a part of our monthly package. Um, most clients we work with yearly uh, doing taxes. We also offer insurance and wealth planning. Um, so one of the biggest ways to uh, one of the biggest ways to build wealth is to learn how to save money in taxes. And this is shown throughout history. This is shown, I mean, today we see that our president is a businessman, right? So you don't necessarily need to even be a politician to be president because what the country realizes is that we need a businessman to run this country or corporation called the United States of America. So um, having that business person in your business, you know, um, helping you manage the operations, helping you manage uh, financial planning, um, helping you manage the tax strategy, um, having those people in place and in your business will help you save a lot of money in the long run. It's going to cost you in that service up front, but the way that we work with our clients um, we set up a plan, so we look at your income, and we also take your goals into consideration. So if, you know, let's say you have a $100,000 business, um, you're going to be looking at about $35,000 of taxes that you would pay. Our job is to say, how can we save money? How can we help you save money in taxes on that $100,000 of income? Um, so we might suggest something like investing in real estate or maybe you need to open a trust or perhaps you can, open, you can hire some of your children uh, to offset some of the taxes, right? So it, it's essentially income shifting and assigning a job to the money that you have because you don't want to just have money to have money. You want your money to be working for you, and that can happen in the background, right? It doesn't have to be you physically taking your money and giving it away to somebody. Your money can work for you in your business, and you still keep it and not pay taxes on it. So we will develop that plan, and then our fee is normally based off of the amount of money that we help help you save um, 
in that tax plan. Um, we also do insurance. So insurance is, you know, the key and the foundation to wealth building. Um, so we offer term insurance, whole life insurance, IULs, investments, any, you know, any kind of insurance you can name it. Um, new, the new branch, newest branch of my business is the um, PNC, which is property and casualty, uh, where we help cover um, your auto home business, if you need business insurance, if you need errors and admission insurance. So insurance is one of the things that I don't think we talk about a lot. And um, it's, it's one of those tools that, you know, is so affordable that I don't understand why everybody has it, right? We insure our, car, our cars because the government requires us to, um, but some people don't buy renter's insurance. Renter's insurance can cost you $20 a month, and um, unbeknownst to a lot of people, it, it can cover your laptop. If your laptop is stolen out of your car, your renter's insurance can cover that loss for you. So insurance is, is literally just a transfer of risk. So we like to help educate our clients um, and, and showing them, like taking a look at all of their assets and advising them how they should protect those assets should a loss happen. Yes, yes, yes. I love it. So, I mean, even with all of this being said, what are some strategies you can help our listeners with when it comes to, like, building wealth, savings, um, or taking advantage of even some of the services that you offer? Absolutely. So, um, the like I said, I think the building block, the, the foundation of building wealth is going to be insurance. Um, anything that you're doing, you want to make sure that you're protecting yourself. So you can definitely reach out. We are licensed in many states. Um, so you can definitely reach out to get insurance to cover your business, cover your bank account. Um, that's definitely a great place to get started. But um, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how much money you make if you are not saving money, right, saving and investing money. So um, we are actually launching the Money Maven Club, which is going to be an accountability group. Uh, we will be meeting um, twice per month every other Sunday uh, where I – because at this point I feel like I need to give back to people, and I've been having so many people ask me how they can work with me. For the month of September, Money Maven Club is going to be free to everyone to join, um, but it's an accountability group where we can get on a call, talk about your goals, and um, collaboratively share on how you should grow your business, um, some of the steps that you can take today in, you know, in doing those things that you said, like building wealth. Uh, but the number one factor in building your wealth is income. So. I would suggest, I don't care how old or how young you are, try something new, right? Like if you currently have a job, one stream of income is not enough. Like you are literally positioning yourself to fail because you're not in control of that income. As much as you may think, you know, you have your degrees, your, your life is secure, you know, one day your company could just go under. They might not even fire you. Like, you know, many, and, and I've worked in, I've worked through the financial crisis, so I've seen many people get like, like 300 people literally in my building were laid off during that financial crisis. Nobody is ready for that. There were companies that went under totally. Nobody is ready for that. So diversify your income streams. And try, the, you know, try new things, right? There are so many people out here um, like Tayani and myself, and there are so many others that are teaching how you can start a business, 
how you should be marketing your business. But my piece of advice would be to just try things and fail quickly so that you can just get on and find your groove and find the best thing that works for you because income is going to be your number one driver of your wealth. Yeah, and I definitely agree with what you're saying because every person, you know, situation is unique. So I love that, you know, you didn't give any straight, like, go into this, go into that, because I would recommend talking to someone, a financial advisor, um, such as uh, Nika Hershad, to really see what um, works best for you in your situation, because what you don't want to do also is, you know, get out here and start replicating what you see on Instagram or social media, and then you put yourself under more. So even that statement was saving money, how do you support your clients through this transition? I know it's super hard, and I know it's like pulling teeth sometimes, but, like, what are some of the tactics that you use when you're when someone comes to you and say, hey, you know, I want to save more of my money so I can invest it, or I would just want to save just to save? Like, what is that? What does that look like for you? Yeah, um, that's a great question. Oh, my gosh. And it is one of the toughest things because my first question is, what are you willing to give up? You know, yeah. what are you, you know, what, what are you willing to sacrifice? And that's the word, you know, that's the word that people don't like to hear is sacrifice, right? We all work so hard for the things that we have, but are you willing to sacrifice those things for your goals? So first we need to look at your goals and understand your why behind these goals. If your goals are big enough and your why is even bigger, then you will be willing to sacrifice anything for that, right? So let's say let's say my goal is to pay off my mortgage in the next 10 years. Okay, I'm in a 30-year mortgage. How, how much money, how much additional money do I need to pay on my mortgage over these next 10 years in order for me to pay off my mortgage in 10 years? Maybe I need to pay $500 extra a month. So now we're going to look at, each individual expense that you have, and we're going to figure out where we can get $500 a month from. Now, most times we're not going to find $500 because some of these things like your rent you just can't get rid of, but maybe you can get a roommate, so that's going to increase your income. Or maybe you can start a side hustle that's going to um, allow you to make an extra $300 a month. Um, So, Definitely figuring out your goals and then making that why. My why for me is because in 10 years, I will be, oh, Lord. Well, let's just say how old my son will be. In 10 years, my son will be 15 years old. (laughs) And we'll be, you know, looking at trying to help him go to college. I don't want him to have to pay for college. So, you know, at that time, I'll have my mortgage money that I was spending on my mortgage to help pay for him to go to college and invest in him to do some of the things that he wants to do when he's at that age, right? But it first requires you to have that foresight into what you see your life to be in 10, 15, 20 years, and then you have to have the why behind it. So my why is because I don't want my son to have to be the first person to do it in his family, right? I'm taking on that responsibility, and I'm setting up a plan to put him in place to be you know, the next generation. Right. I love it. I love it. So, I mean, you mentioned something previously, and I didn't want to um, forget. So as far as taxes goes, um, 
for those who are entrepreneurs, how can a person save more of their money without having to pay Uncle Tom so much? Because, you know, these entrepreneurial streets are real. And it's like <laughs> we make money, but we also – it almost seems like we pay the most money as well. So um, right. are there any things that people can put their money into or, you know, tools and taxes? Not to – nothing – fraudulent, of course. I don't want people to think like I'm trying to get over, but is there other things that they can put their money into to where they're saving and keeping more of their money than spending it out? Oh, absolutely. Um, So I I mentioned a couple of strategies earlier. Um, One was hire your children, and you can pay your children up to, you know, um, one person's exemption for the year. So, um, and and that's tax-free. So if you have multiple children, you can pay them, you know, whether it be 10, 12, whatever, and literally save that money for them, but you put them on payroll and you pay them just like you would an employee, but you don't have to pay taxes on that. And what that does for you is it lowers your taxable income. Um, You can also invest in real estate um, and more specifically investing in opportunity funds. So you can invest in, I mean, invest in opportunity zones. Um, when you invest in real estate and let's say you, you buy a property and you flip it, you make profit, you will have to pay um, you will have to pay taxes on that profit. But if you're in an opportunity zone, you can reinvest that money and excuse me, you can reinvest that money in a new property and pretty much roll your profits forward so that you're not paying taxes on that today. Um, so that's that's one strategy for real estate investors. Um, for any 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 kind of self-employed person, if you are self-employed, you can also start up a 401k and start saving for your retirement. You know, I think that is like one of the biggest things that um, are, are are neglected by entrepreneurs is thinking about retirement because you know we think we're just going to work forever and you know have this big payoff one day and you know then we'll save. But you'll be amazed at how much a hundred dollars a week or, you know, $50 a week, whatever your budget is, you'll be amazed at how that money can compound and add up in the future. And, I mean, you can do that by starting a um, an IRA. So an IRA is tax-deferred, but you can only put up to $5,500, $6,000 in there depending on your age. Um, but if you're self-employed, you can also start a 401K. So it's called a SEP 401K, S-E-P 401K. Um, you can just Google that. You find your broker, like a Fidelity, they'll open up a SEP 401k for you, and you can actually put in up to 50, you know, over $50,000 in that account, and that money is also tax deferred. Um, Now, tax deferred means that you don't pay taxes on that money today. Uh, So let's say you made $100,000, you put in $50,000 into your SEP 401k, your only taxable income is going to be $50,000. So that takes you from the 37.5% to, you know, maybe around like 16 or 17% tax bracket. But when you do take money out of your 401K, if you're not, um, if it's not for a qualified reason or if you're not above a certain age, you will have to pay like a small um, tax and penalty on that money. So really you want to you want to save money with the idea that it's going to be long-term money for you. But, yeah, um, a 401K, that's going to be, that's one of the greatest places to start um, because, number one, you can also be invested in the stock market. Um, you can invest in mutual funds. So your money is not just cash sitting in a bank. That money is going to grow and compound for you for years and years as long as you leave it in there. 
Yeah, yeah, those are really good strategies. Now, I know you have another program coming up, where, well, that you have already where, people, where you help people start their own tax firm. Can you speak about this a little bit more for those who are listening and may be interested in launching their own tax business? Yes, so clearly I have way too much going on because I didn't even mention it. (laughs) Yes, I love it Yes, so my Tax Pro Franchise Program is designed to help um, entrepreneurs start their own tax business. Uh, So I work with people that already know that they want a business, but they just don't know where to start. And um, I find that those people are, you know, the most dedicated to the process. So um, this program actually starts um, in September. It does take a while for you to get registered, but how the format works is um, every Sunday we get on a live call. Well, you, you know, you guys have a curriculum. Um, there are online classes for you to take, and it's going to go through the steps of getting yourself registered for your business. Um, I also provide software for your business, so your software is going to allow you to prepare returns, um, and it's also going to allow you to be paid from your client's tax return. So no longer do you have to go send an invoice and chase around a person for the invoice to be paid. As long as your, per- your client is getting a tax refund, you can collect your money directly from their refund. Um, so I'll get you set up with that. That's our banking product. And then, of course, we have um, a full line of education. So this is, you know, the program that we're going to go through from now through December. It's going to be educational and um, not in just the sense of me teaching. Um, we actually do hands-on cases where we're looking at W-2s. We're looking at somebody's Schedule C. You know, so you'll be taught how to prepare a return. You'll be taught how to talk to your clients about taxes. You'll be taught the loopholes and how you can help people save money in the tax code. Um, everything is literally, you know, pretty much done for you. I, the reason that I started this program is because I wish there was something like this around when I started my business um, because I literally, you know, at the, I'm pretty much packaging my 13 years of experience into a three-month experience for you to launch a successful tax business in 2020. Yes. Oh, my God. I just love it. You have a lot of great things going on. And, guys, if you're listening, it's important for you to take advantage of at least one of the services that she has, if not more, because your finances are your future. Like, um, we live um, in a capitalist society, and I don't know how else to survive, and I think what's important for me about this conversation is just people really knowing their options. Um, I know a lot of times there's not a lot of people who know the options that are available to them, and it's even with small changes, small habits of just taking a look at your money and seeing how you, is your money working for you or you're working for your money, and then getting with someone who can help you and assist you with your long-term goals. So I really, really appreciate this conversation um, holistically. So also, like, do you help people with protecting investments that they have? With protecting investment? Yeah. So for those who may have invested into, like, you know, the stock market, which I know you can't really gauge what's going to happen with that, but, like, real estate investments, is there any type of insurance or coverage that you all provide? 
So we do provide commercial insurance. Um, so if you are an investor in real estate, we provide dwelling insurance for you to insure your properties. Um, we provide business insurance. But, yeah, there's, the only insurance in the stock market is to learn how to trade options contracts, and I do not teach that. That is way above my pay grade. But I do know an amazing woman in um, our Elevate community that teaches you how to trade options and stocks, and her name is Terry Egiomi. Um, you can find her on Instagram at Iman, no, I am an investor, but I think it looks like Iman Investor. Uh, but you can find her on Instagram. She, does, um, she has an amazing um, stock program where she teaches people how to trade stocks. Um, but, you know, stocks may not be the right class for you, um, of, you know, the, the right class to trade. So there's also Forex, which is trading currencies. I think that's also in another amazing, um, <clears throat> excuse me, I think that's also an, an another amazing um, skill to have. Trading in general, whether you're trading stocks, bonds, mutual funds, commodities, if, you're, if you know, you know, technic, if you can learn technical analysis, um, if you can learn how to read a chart, if you can learn how to look at P-E ratios and figure out if a company is investable, um, then that is a skill that you can have for the rest of your life. Nobody can take that away from you. You can make money on a daily basis or you can make your money on a monthly basis, weekly basis, however you want to do it. And I will say that I haven't been the best at spending the time that I need to trade, but trading is another powerful way um, to protect against, you know, all of the market ups and downs that, you know, are going to happen inevitably. But, no, there's no insurance for trading in the stock market. Gotcha. Yes, yes, yes. So we're getting close to the end, and um, typically on the show, I have people, well, I allow people to ask questions in my DM, and I pass the questions along to our guests. So one of our questions from um, – our guest was, how do you build influence online? How do you build influence? So this is a tricky question for me because I am, I mean, I guess I'm at the point where I'm just realizing that I have built influence online. Um, but what I've done, you know, is just, um, I've just been myself. Um, I just, you know, I, I've always known that I wanted to share some of the knowledge that I have, and um, I had at one point tried to do a course, and that really wasn't working out. And, you know, so I just try different things, and I just be honest, and I just share, and I've learned to not have an expectation, right? Like I started my course, and then it wasn't um, performing how I wanted it to perform, but that was me having an expectation of what I wanted the course to do. But just because it wasn't performing doesn't mean that I wasn't still my, building my influence, you know. So I did this course. Maybe the course was free or I didn't make a lot of money from it. In my mind at the time, it was a waste of time. But now that I look at it and think about, okay, well, perhaps that was building my influence. Maybe that was building trust in people's minds that I am knowledgeable, I am an expert, so I would just say, you know, share what you know and just be honest and authentic. Um, and then also one thing that has been key is that I support other people, right? So I support people that are doing great things like, hey, sis, I see you, like you're killing it. 
you know, keep doing what you do. So I support other people. Those people in turn support me. And that that energy will go a long way when, when you have a low day and you might feel like, you know, you're not performing how you should be performing. Um, so keep that good energy, share the good energy, and, you know, support other people and then just be authentically you. That would be my, my advice. Yes, I love it. I love it. So um, we did talk about some of the programs that you do have coming up and um, the new group that you created that you'll be launching. Is there any other programs or events that they need to know about? Um, if not, how can they find you and support you? Yes, absolutely. So you guys can find me at Nick Nicole. That's N-I-Q Nicole on Instagram. Um, you can follow Money Maven Club if you would like to join our accountability group. If you would like to learn about how to start a tax business, you can follow us at Tax Pro Franchise. Um, you can join the email list at www.taxprofranchise.com uh, to get information on how to start your tax business. Um, you can go to our website to get a free quote for insurance, www opulencefinancialgroup.com. I am planning a Money Maven Club trip for next year. Um, the destination, right, tentatively, the destination is going to be Bali, so I'm super excited about that. Yes. But, yeah, it. so uh, we're also doing a tour of Europe. <laughs> so we've got a lot going on. Um, so yeah, follow, and I love it. <laughs> you know, follow the Instagram um, Tayani, I hope that you can come along for the trip. That would be amazing because you have some um, great knowledge that you can share with my community as well. So, yes, just follow me mostly on Instagram, and that's where I try to funnel all things through. Yeah, you know, I'm going to try to go on any trip <laughs> that I can make it on. So I'll definitely be there um, to support you. And I just want to thank you again for supporting me always and being a part of today's episode. This episode was super amazing. And um, I just want to let everyone know all of the information, all of the websites will be in the show notes for you all to access. So depending on what you're looking for, you have options, guys, and that's the most important thing. And thank you so much again, Neek. <laughs> thank you, my love. It's been amazing. Yes, yes, yes. Well, listeners, remember to subscribe to www.intentionallyposh.com for upcoming episodes. If you know anyone who can benefit from this podcast, please, please pass this episode along. The more people you send to this, it helps build our community, and we're able to keep providing you with valuable content and episodes. Also, do not forget to subscribe and leave us a review. We love hearing from you, and it helps grow us as a brand. I personally read every one of them, and I would love to hear what you all are thinking. And, of course, as always, until next time, have a high vibe, intentional week. Thank you again for listening to Posh Talks Podcast. This podcast was brought to you and sponsored by Women Living Intentional and Intentional Investments. Want to learn more about us? Check us out at intentionallyposh.com. And as always, have a high vibe intentional week.